Pelicans fall to the Miami Heat in, well, very Pelicans-y fashion. What went wrong with the offense? Let's take a look at that. Is there anything they can do to fix it either? That's what we're going to talk about in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at NOLA Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Thursday, day after the Pelicans fall to the Miami Heat, 113.98, very Pelicans E loss. Like, there's no other way to put it. We can kind of like make this a, a verb at this point for what they're doing. Strong start. Third quarter tends to get away from them. They lose the game. It was really that simple in this one. But I thought this game was a little bit more interesting because you're really starting to see the offensive struggles from this team. And I want to dive into exactly what that is. But before we get to all of that, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We're free and available five days a week talking about everything you want to know about this team. And today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. All right, so the Pelicans game. Like, it follows a script to a certain degree, right? Strong first quarter. Real strong first quarter for this team. 34 points. Miami Heat, 21. You opened up a 13-point lead after one. Really strong shooting from the team. They were really doing well. You felt maybe they could steal this one. No uh, Kyle Lowry for the Miami Heat. No Bam Adebayo for the Miami Heat. Maybe even more importantly, those two out... Maybe New Orleans has a chance in this one. And they looked it. They came out firing. They came out aggressive, kind of playing the style that you want. But it wasn't meant to be. They lost the second quarter 26-18. They still had a five-point lead at halftime. Then the wheels came off in the third quarter, losing that one 34-18, just 18 points. New Orleans, after a real strong start in the first quarter, could find zero offense. Brandon Ingram, four points at halftime. That's it. This... Is kind of going to be the thing for them for a little while. And I think this even becomes an issue, as I kick everything here, beyond Zion Williamson coming back whenever that might be. And look, we're hearing good updates on that. It's an issue when you start to look at this team that I think they might struggle offensively for a good bit. Brandon Ingram can only do so much, but he's starting to kind of regress to the mean for some of his shooting. And this, so this is a team that isn't good anywhere offensively when you look at their numbers let me pull them up here i just had them you know they're the worst basically one of the worst shooting teams in the league when it comes to two point percentage they rank 30th when it comes to three point percentage they're at 19th it's not a great number either their e field goal percentage so when you factor in that threes are worth more than twos all of that stuff right they're 27th in the league incredibly low um or sorry 28th in the league that's not oh, sorry no it's 27th there we go i'm looking at the wrong numbers that's bad this is not a good scoring team you know you lose lonzo ball you kind of make up for it a little bit with Devonte graham though he's been up and down at times and you think you're going to get some help from a guy like 
um, Trey Murphy, who's just not ready for this yet, right? Like, rookies aren't. He might have looked good in preseason. He might have looked good in summer league, but it's still a rookie, and we probably should have had appropriate expectations from that. But he goes 0 for 6 in this game, 0 for 5 from 3. Where was there going to be the additional shooting? It's certainly not Garrett Temple. It's definitely not Tomas Zanaranski, the return, essentially, for Lonzo Ball. And that's going to loom large over this season as a huge whiff. Again, it's one thing to let Lonzo Ball leave. It's another thing to actively pay Garrett Temple and Tomas Sadaransky a whole bunch of money and make those guys your return. That was just a bad whiff by David Griffin right there. There's just no one to score. You have Nikhil who's up and down, but largely inefficient. Just no efficiency whatsoever on this team when it comes to scoring the ball. And we'll get into... Valanciunas and all that other stuff, that'll be more in the third segment because what are they doing not using him more efficiently than we've seen, right? How does Valanciunas in this game with no Bam Adebayo out there only take nine shots? Like, what is that? Is that coaching? Is that a lineup thing? We're going to talk about that coming up in the third segment of today's show. But by the way, Herb Jones loved the back-to-back stripping of the ball of Tyler Hero. That's kind of maybe the one bright spot for this. So coming up, let's take a look at the numbers behind why their offense is struggling despite having some quality offensive players. Like they are. Josh Hart's having a career year, right? You still have Brandon Ingram. Valanciunas is good. Let's get into that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. We're back and better than ever. BetOnline.ag is a new web interface for the start of basketball season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before. You can bet on virtually anything through BetOnline.ag. So BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You put in a 1000 bucks, you're getting $500. That's an incredible return, and all you did was just sign up and make a deposit when you use promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. Whether it's basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online; it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. And bet online; it's where the game starts. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We're free and available five days a week. Good insight here, just talking about the team, no paywall, just in-depth analysis of the Pelicans. So if you want to be a smarter basketball fan, come check out Locked On Pels because there's still a lot to talk about with this team despite the poor record. And despite about a fifth of the season being over, um, 20% being over, there's a, there's a good bit to analyze. Yeah, they're bad. They stink, certainly. But there's stuff to talk about with it in ways where you could look at it kind of as a bright side or... Maybe they're going to continue to struggle for a little bit, too, depending on if you're a glass-half-full person or not. So let's talk about the scoring, right? This is the seventh time this season the Pelicans have been held under 100 points. It's a bad number. They only did that seven times total last season. They already reached that number already. So as I said, part of it is they're just a bad shooting team, right? But they're a bad shooting team because they're taking bad shots. In terms of three-point attempts, they're 21st in the league. They're in the bottom third. You know, maybe they don't have shooters on here, and I think you could argue that, but you know what? It's not like anywhere else is really working for this team. They take way too many twos, and they don't even take the good type of twos at the rim, right, in the restricted area. They're around the middle of the pack. They're kind of bottom third. They're like 20th in the league when it comes to shot attempts in the restricted area. They just love the mid-range game. They take the 10th most mid-range shots in the league, 13.4 per game. The shooting percentage on those for them is 37.9%. So they're taking 
the most the, the worst shot you can take and they're shooting that shot terribly that's a really piss poor number right the top team in the league brooklyn nets from mid range is at 50% they're at 37.9 38% and 50% isn't even very good the team who's shooting the highest percentage in the restricted area the the worst team in the restricted area is shooting 57% think about those numbers for a minute prioritize those shots they're not doing that. They're not generating a lot of three-point looks from the corners because that requires off-ball movement. It requires guys attacking the basket and then kicking out to those guys. And the Pelicans aren't doing that. They're just not being nearly aggressive enough. You've seen Nikhil the past couple of games try and be a little bit more aggressive, right? Try and get downhill and go to the rim. And even if he misses, there's the Kobe assist. You miss at the rim, but someone's right there to kind of tip it back in. Valanciunas is good at this. So there's still an advantage of going to the rim and maybe it being a scoring opportunity for your team. Even if you miss, that's an okay thing, I think. But they're not even doing that that much, right? When you look at this team in terms of points in the paint, they're pretty low because they're not actively attacking nearly enough. They are 21st in the league in terms of percentage of their points being scored in the paint. It's a bad number. They need to be more aggressive. And it comes to looking at a team and being like, why, why does Valanciunas only have nine shot attempts? Now, part of it is it's easy for defenses to key in on him, right? He's really good shooting the three in trailing situations, but not enough to really kind of bolster that three-point number up. It's just a mess. They don't have the guys that can do this. Tell me on this roster who's supposed to kind of be that efficient go-to scorer. Brandon Ingram can be, and he's good at the mid-range, but the mid-range is only good till it's not working, and you can't have everyone else relying on that, right? Devontae Graham this season is shooting 30 nine let's round up 39% from the field he's take he's making three threes per game he's making 5.2 shots so he's basically making two shots that aren't threes it's not enough right now that's not your go-to scorer guy right Nikhil Alexander Walker is averaging 15 points on 15 shot attempts that's terrible efficiency you've got Trey Murphy the third who's just taking some time to come along he's a rookie that's to be expected right there's just no one here though that's an efficient score other than Valanchunas and for whatever reason the past like two games they haven't really fed him much you'd know Bam Adebayo what are you doing right that one's kind of really surprising to me you've Josh Hart who's playing better offensively than he ever has who knows how long that's going to keep up but again he's not a guy you can rely on we saw it in the fourth quarter of the game on Monday he just couldn't make a shot in that basically epic you know against the Wizards and that epic collapse for the Pelicans they just don't have the people to do it. Zion helps some of this, right? Zion helps some of this because he's going to score. He's going to boost that points in the paint number up. But if they're not a good three-point shooting team in the first place, and they're not, if he kicks the ball out to them when he's double, triple, quadruple team down low, they're going to miss. And this offense is still going to struggle. He'll get his points, but it relies on other people to step up. And when you look at this team's shot profile, I'm not expecting them to be a good offense because they're taking bad inefficient shots and that needs to change so let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of lockdown pelicans of how, how do you change that like what what do you do here because it's not really as simple as put some new lineups out there on the court this needs some wholesale philosophical changes i think and that's a whole lot harder to do so that's coming up here next in today's episode of locked on pelicans 
All right, thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen every single day. We are free and available five days a week for you all, breaking down everything you want to know about this team, looking at them from all angles. Statistical perspective, we break down film and all of that. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Tell a friend about the show. Leave a five-star review with a comment, and we're having some fun on that. Anyone who leaves a comment this week and probably into next week, whatever your comment is, I'm going to read it. So you leave a five-star review, and it says, JQ suck. I'm going to read JQ suck out here on the show. We're going to have some limits on this, have some tact. You know, some of the fat stuff around Zion is a little too much. If you want to say he needs to step up, if you want to be critical of him, that's totally cool. But you guys can kind of figure out what the line is. But we're reading all comments next week here on Locked On Pelicans for all the reviews that get left. So it's a great chance to leave a review, help the show out. Like I said, no one else coming to you like this five days a week, breaking down everything you want to know about this team. So we looked at the offense, right? And it's just, it's an inefficient offense. We shouldn't expect them to be good right now because they're taking just stupid shots. It's that dumb zone, right? Out of the paint, not to the three-point line, that kind of mid-range area. It's bad. Like, you don't want to take shots there. It's one thing for B.I. to do it, but it's another one. It's these other guys that are doing it, right? Like, Nikhil took a ton of them. Valanciunas is taking some. You've seen Devontae Graham basically miss everyone he takes. Josh Hart takes some of them. There's just no one on this team that's, like, a good scorer for the most part. Like, you've seen guys like Garrett Temple kind of miss shot, like, airball layups in a sense, right? Sadoransky's just not good. He's out there to collect a check, it seems like. He tries, though. But it's so I'm not expecting them to be a good offense as when we look at what they're doing. Like, no, that you shouldn't look at them and be like, they should have scored over 100 points. No freaking way this team should have scored over 100 points against the Miami Heat playing like this. So what do they need to do? I think if you look at the past two games, the answer is freaking feed Valanciunas. What is hard about this? Okay, so a couple of things are hard about this, right? He's got to get into position down low. That's harder to do when there's no other offensive threats out there. You've got to get a guard that can get him the ball, too. That's easier said than done. Entry passes historically have been tough for New Orleans into the post. But they need to make a concerted effort to make that part of the game plan and to get him the ball and let him just try and cook. Nine shot attempts when there's no Bam out of bio to try and take the rim away from you, much, much, much less rim protection, is basically inexcusable in my book. This is on the coach, right? This is on the other players, too. Why are you guys taking dumb mid-range shots instead of trying to feed the ball to Valanciunas down low? He should be doing way, way more, and they're not. Or at least attack the basket and let him try and clean up with tip-ins on those Kobe assists we were talking about. They need to figure that out because this is a team that's three-point shot isn't always going to fall. It was hot in the beginning of this game against Miami Heat. Then it trailed off. On the night, they shot 10 for 35 from three-point range. That's 28.6%. You still need to be taking threes, right? And guys need to be making them. But if that's not falling, you've got to do other things. And you can't just rely on that. That's not going to work. The guys who hit double-digit threes in this one, Devontae, Nikhil, and then Josh Hart hit two. That's it. You had Brandon Ingram go one of six. Again, it's hit or miss with these guys. Some of them are just not consistent enough when it comes to three-point shooting, Nikhil being one of them, right? Brandon Ingram at times, it's those peaks and valleys we talked about with Lonzo Ball. You need some more consistency there. They're not doing it without how it is. They need to attack. Brandon Ingram needs to get to the rim more. He put on all that extra muscle to play more physically, right? To deliver the blows according to him. He took one shot at the rim. Like, 
you're not going to win very many basketball games when you're relying on the mid-range this much. It's it's like it's really that simple. So Willie Green needs to start to develop a system where it's like you guys aren't doing that. Again, micromanage, coach more, more active coaching. I don't like the phrase micromanaging. That's that's a bad phrase. More active coaching out there and run sets, run screens, make these guys freaking work. They should be moving constantly on offense. I know that's not an easy thing to actually do in the NBA. You're tired. You need to stand around and conserve some energy. But this team has to if they want to try and win some basketball games because everything they're doing right now is not working. It's it's just as simple as that, right? This is a team that has two wins. They're 2-14. and 14. That's terrible. And your offense is one of the worst in the league. And you just scored under 100 points for the seventh time in 14, in, what is that? They're 2-14, and 14, 16 games. It's time to throw all of that out and play a different style of basketball. Rotations aren't going to change this, right? Again, we went over it. Who on this team is going to change it up by just being in the starting lineup versus not being in the starting lineup? What is going to be putting, you know, Trey Murphy the third in the starting lineup going to do? Zero right now. Unless you get the coaching done and the offensive system changed. And it's really as simple as that. There you go. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Lockdown Pelicans. A little bit shorter, but there's still stuff to talk about. Looking at this team, analyzing the stats, analyzing the data that we have, and the eye test and the stuff on film, too. And we're not going to stop talking about them despite the record. So please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Tell a friend and leave a five-star review with a comment, which I will read here on the show. So as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow.